since the last summer at the beach house. We would be more than happy to stay here and help you look after this house. We would take amazing care of this. Mm -hmm. What do you say? Okay. <laughs> together a list of all the crazy things we wanted to do together before going to college. You get arrested for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, we actually could. But when you decide to escape reality, eventually you're going to have to come back to it. I have to pick a school and make one of my two favorite people very unhappy. We need your decision by tomorrow. But I wasn't ready to say goodbye. It was our last summer together, and I was going to make it count. I got off the wait list. So is she going to make a decision just for me? Look, if you trust her, then you've got to believe what she says and nothing less. Hell? Oh, my God. I hope things can be cool for us. Of course it can, yeah. <sighs> this one was going to be tricky. <laughs> Son of a... I have this thing with Lee. Don't tell me it's a bucket list thing. I'm sorry. You're doing okay? Between spending time with Noah... In the school. So what time do you want to leave for Berkeley next week? I'm doing the bucket list with Lee. I just feel like I'm running around like a crazy person. Maybe your choices have more to do with what other people want. Maybe it's time that you think about what you want. <sighs> You're not meant to be with that guy. We'll have to learn this. Noah! I've got so much pressure on you. I can't figure out who I am. I think you are bringing People pass through our lives. Some of them fade into memories, but a few become part of who you are. Welcome to our podcast, to all the rom-coms I've loved before. And we have a super special episode for everyone. It's a little bit of an end of a saga. Not for us, but for a beloved classic movie. We got to watch them grow up, and now we can watch them. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't even, I don't know. I can't fake it anymore. Another <laughs> bad, bad rom-com episode. And to, you know, I'm going to let... Mary has some zingers. I'm just going to let her introduce the movie. Okay. So I'm Helia. I'm Mary. And we're happy to welcome back Steve on the podcast. Hopefully not Steve's last time on the podcast, but hopefully all of our last time ever talking about. Let's make this clear. Oh it is not the end of an era of anyone involved in this podcast. It is no, the end I of an era of the awful movie series that is called The Kissing Booth. I, I regret ever suggesting this. Like, <laughs> like I, I think you did mention the last time I was on that this movie was coming out and that I would have to come back and talk about it. But then I listened to your Clueless episode and that made me, that made me message Mary and then 
I think we've remembered that we had promised to do this. Yeah, so we're we're back. We always follow through on our promises. We are doing Kissing Booth 3, Kissing Booth the 3rd, as I called in our email chain about it, Kissing Booth the 3rd. And uh, it's, it's back. I mean, for better or worse, these people are back. We're back discussing it. <laughs> these people are back. <laughs> what are Noah, Lee, and... Wait, what was the girl's name? I just Elle. want to call her Joey. Al, what, yeah. what shenanigans are they up to? I mean, to be honest, like, Steve, I was really looking forward to having you on. I was excited to do another bad rom-com episode. But the idea, I, the only thing that made me procrastinate this was, like, the idea of having to sit and watch this I, I mean, speaking of rom-coms, I have an existential question. Was this movie romantic or a comedy? Like... I didn't laugh and I didn't feel like it was <laughs> oh, I guess our definition has been like, is there, is there romance without the comedy? And is there comedy without the romance? But what is it when it's none of it? The mm. fact that they're all making this movie, it's like tragedy. Yeah, much like how, much like how Lee has probably killed someone and worn their skin. This, this movie, <laughs> this movie has killed it's like impersonating a romantic comedy like <laughs> like uh, frankly this this movie there's not much to it like no, I'll, there's no I'll, I'll get into it but oh man like well, like okay. there's so Let's, much fluff in this yeah well, i guess mary, mary why don't you give us a brief recap or it's I, a in task but I, what, I, is, I, what is this movie about well what do we watch i can try <laughs> Um, there's not really a plot. These movies are very thin on plot. The one-liner on Google is determined to make the most of her final summer before college. Elle plans the ultimate bucket list as she navigates what comes next with Noah and Lee. So basically she's defined by these two brothers. One she's dating, one's her best friend. She has to decide if she's going to Berkeley with her best friend or Harvard with her boyfriend. And then they have this stupid summer parents-free bucket list thing. They're living in the house. They're kind of cleaning it up, getting it ready to be sold. And basically she and Lee and then uh, Noah and uh, what's Lee's girlfriend's name? Um, the 30-year-old. Yeah, the 30-year-old. <laughs> They're all coming to terms with kind of like end of the summer. Are we going to be long distance? What's next for our relationship? It's sort of like a turning point, if you will, um, the summer after high school for, for uh, Noah or for whatever, Lee and Elle. Um, so that's that's the plot. And, you know, they're acting sort of to various degrees. I thought they all phoned it in hard in this movie. I don't I know. know. Well, I mean, especially with the actor. So the actor that plays Noah is actually in a good TV show. Can you imagine what it's like for him? He was never more, no, he was never more likable than when he was like ending the movie and like you just see the smile of like I'll never have to do this shit again and like like, the bloopers and like him and him being himself otherwise he seemed miserable I couldn't honestly the bloopers even made me nauseated like I realized I was like maybe I think Joey King is a well you know what was the very last thing said in the very last blooper it was Joey King saying that's that's so stupid or this is so stupid I was like whoa are they being kind of meta like is this a commentary on like all of us for watching this I I get the feeling her other roles are all better than this like she's in she's in the act and yes. she was in something oh, else yeah. i liked and she um, can act she's i mean she was ramona and beavis and ramona like mm-hmm. that was better she was playing a child i mean she was yeah. a child like she was be- like that role was 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this was. I don't know what we I think watched. it's just an excuse for her to make out with a hot guy. They're not dating anymore, though. It's awkward to make out with this hot guy. Oh, I, what, what were you guys's what were you guys' reactions? What did you guys think watching the film? Wait, actually, wait, I have one thing. Steve mentioned this in passing. And you, it was like you you reached into my mind and pulled it out. Is Lee a serial killer? <laughs> He, he is so intense in this movie at various points that like... So I re-listened to our last podcast and I kind of defended Lee against Steve. And now I have to say I'm siding with Steve. Lee sucks. Like he sucks. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a kind of like... He's just like... Someone go save that other girl. Aggressive, clingy. Everything's about yeah. him. He's worse than Noah, which is really saying something. Mm-hmm. Uh. He's like making plans for... Uh, his girlfriend to miss her college orientation so that they can hang out. Rachel is her name, by the way. Yeah, Rachel, Rachel. That was a great yeah. Rachel. Yeah, poor He's Rachel. Say great, poor Rachel. She just got yeah. dragged along into she, it. She basically gets well, she also I gets Rachel like Rachel and Marco should have been like, fuck these assholes. She and then found yeah. a guy at Brown or RISD. And like, why did she get back together with Lee? Like, what the heck? Yeah, she get, she has about 10 lines in this movie. And and probably, I don't know, like 20 lines over the course of three movies, I'm guessing. This was her um, biggest movie, I think. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, my suspicion is maybe... She just makes a lot of this face. Well, actually, this... The, our, our, our listeners can't see it, but you guys can. It's like a lot of like... I yeah. don't even know why they brought... Like, I understand they brought smiling. her back, but why did they even bring the rest of the classmates Here... back? They're barely in this thing. It's just stupid. She's all Here's naked. My... Here's my theory. It's it's filmed in South Africa, apparently, and she is a South African actress. So they probably have to cast a certain number of roles, mm-hmm. like oh. for for tax credit purposes. Like like if you film in Atlanta, oh. you always have a ton of like actors who are from Atlanta. Just is there because... a tax credit? Is there a tax credit for her being thirty though? Like why why are they all? <laughs> I don't know. She, you know, I made that joke. She I, she does she doesn't look. She, she looks young. She looks good. Yeah, I'm like, looks, can some, what's her skincare routine? Yeah, do, <laughs> by the way, do not go on her Instagram near children. Like, her Instagram is like, she's got some, some fashion-y photos on there. Whoa. Where she's like, yeah, she's, she is breaking, she does a hard break from the image in this, in this film to the point where she oh even has God. a post at that point, like, like, she's at a Hollywood I'm premiere and she's Instagram. like, She's like, I'm closing <laughs> the door on this chapter and moving on. Yeah, are they, um, aren't we all? Aren't we all, Rachel? Aren't, yeah. aren't we all? Yeah, I can't it's, believe it's, anyone wanting to divorce themselves from this franchise. Yeah, it's it's not quite as hard of a shift as, um, oh, God, there was some gymnast who um, I followed her because she was in the Olympics, and now I had to unfollow her this week. Nastia um, Lucan? No, no. Um, my, my wife isn't here. Otherwise, she would be able to tell me right away. But... Um, it was like Michaela Skinner, I think, or um, Michaela Maroney. Uh, yeah, Maroney too. <laughs> that yeah. was um, Megan Young is the actress's name. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, Meg- um, Hell yeah! Let us know what you think of her Insta. All right, all right. Well, okay. So, Steve, what did you think of this movie? Um, all right. So this movie. So, so that was our first impressions. Now, what? Yes. Like, what's something? What's like, how about a theme? Because I feel like we could go on forever. See, what's like a theme, a large theme that you noticed in this movie? So the most noticeable thing for this movie was montages. Um, I noticed it immediately in the first 
10 minutes and just rewatch the first 10 minutes so I could get an accurate count. There are 21 in this movie. Whoa. Um, 21, I, I, like, there are a montage lot. is something to, like, accelerate time. Like, what is the purpose of a montage, right? It's, like, accelerate time to show. It's, like, they were trying to, like, what? This is the only movie I know that both relies too much on montages and is too long. Like, it should be a shorter film without any montages. It's a shortcut. Yeah. I, I feel broke. like they they had to like pad the runtime. That's the the only thing that makes sense. There's never there's never any silence in this movie. There's always a musical bed on everything. Yeah. And it just like I was I was a little surprised to see so many outtakes. Um like just because yeah. it seems like they shoved everything into this movie and it was still no, only an hour 45. There, somewhere there is a kissing booth three director's cut that's probably three hours. There were a lot of scenes <laughs> in those bloopers. Oh yeah. Oh um, my God. But but no, I just I just took a running tally, opening montage, cleaning up the summer the summer cottage montage and music, rumpus room music God. and montage, moving into the cottage montage, party montage, bucket beach <laughs> bucket list montage, water park montage, shut up and dance with me. I guess that's that's more of a musical number. Um, but no, just everything in this movie was so cliche written. It feels it feels like it was written like a fifty year old man because I think it was. <laughs> um, like this, this is the first movie that they use the characters from the book, but I believe there's no material from the book or the, the short story. There's whatever. not, they ran out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really shows because also all the music choices are not age appropriate. It's not any, no. it's not any music teenagers to listen to. No. It's, it's not, it's older than even like kind of our music. It's like throwback. Yes. So I, I noticed there were I, quite a few. I felt songs. like the music where it like hit me, where I'm like, this doesn't feel appropriate. Well, one, I like the songs. I was like, that is one thing I liked about this. I was like, oh, this is a dope playlist. But the yeah. second thing is when they played Welcome Home by Radical Face, I'm like, do they know the song is about someone who went to war? What's it called when they leave war? Like they run away from war? What's that called? A draft doctor? No, no, they they run away like they were dry, like they were in okay. war and then they oh like a deserter deserter. It's about a deserter oh. who returns home. Yeah, I mean it was that's weird what the me. song is about. Is about a deserter who returns home. It's like a sad song. Uh, yeah, they also use like these are the best days of my life at one point, and I was like, isn't this a song about childbirth or something like that? Yeah. Um, it was also kind of distracting because sometimes they use the original and sometimes they use like a cover version and there was it just seemed like there was no rhyme or reason it was just like maybe it was cheaper or whatever i mean the montage can be a very powerful cinematographic tool right to get feelings involved in a situation where words or even like see like a single scene can't capture enough like you can like get the feeling of something but this was just These like phoning it in. i was like what is happening and then it was just like Elle would have shut the fuck up and she was so annoying I was like <laughs> she was not I've annoying never seen, like, where I was like so the theme is she's selfless but she's also selfish like everyone is just so fucking selfish and I everyone just like, bosses her like these guys like I mean I think you said it last time Helia she's like a toy to them or like possession and they just want to have her around all the time and it's like what is anyone even getting out of this all you do is fight and are miserable and like talk about how your boyfriend girlfriend best friend and you hate each other it's just I don't get it yeah this movie does not pass the Bechdel test I don't think 
um like (laughs) like just every everything is about her relationship with these two guys one of one of who is a possessive sociopath um (laughs) i'm not even sure who you're talking about i mean yeah i don't know they're both kind of i think i think that could be lee I think Lee is worse because he's Lee is worse. Lee is so he's the possessive sociopath. He's like, I'm gonna live with my best friend or like whatever, go to school with her, and then like define my girlfriend. Like we're gonna spend every holiday together. And then it's also like, don't you think? Like I think Lee is actually responsible for no one out breaking up. He successfully broke them up. It wasn't Marco. It was Lee because Lee was the one who made like. Noah did that beautiful candlelight thing for her. And then instead of being like, oh yeah, you should go spend time with your boyfriend. I I would argue there's so, a little sense also, of Can we talk about the fact like what the fuck? Like, are they they're in high, they're 18? Why are they, they were, like those parents thought it was a good idea to let these couples live together in a summer I house? Be- I could not yeah. believe that. I could not believe yeah. it. It's like, okay, you guys are trying to act, like play adults. Then fucking act like adults and stop. Yeah. Oh, I can't. This, this, oh is, this is quite possibly like, uh, in addition to the fact that it's just not a good movie, it's, it's problematic on so many levels. These yes. are like, the, these are like the richest, yuppiest, whitest people in the world. Like, <laughs> like the, the big, the big conundrum of this movie is the fact that the parents are selling a multi-million dollar beach house. Like that is the main drama of this yeah. that yeah. spurs them finding the bucket list and, and it's Snap. like, oh, listeners, oh, that's me snapping. It's like, yes. oh no, your life is awful. Your parents are gonna make millions of dollars from selling this house. And they're and they're such brats about it too. I was like, yeah. can I vote? And like, it's like I family. vote no. I vote no. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, and and also, by the way, so Ugh. about two thirds or three quarters of the way through the movie, the mom is going to sell it, and then she decides, you know what? I'm not gonna sell this house because someone gave I, her a picture. Yeah, yeah, because Elle sent her a picture, and I was just like, "What the fuck? Why? Why did we waste an hour with this?" Be- because it's because it's also wait, 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 wait. But she did get three teenagers, or four. Actually, she did get a bunch of teenagers to clean her summer house for her. Yeah, while like drinking, <laughs> while like drinking in it and having sex in it and like having parties. I mean, it was like uh, I don't know. What it, parent would ever do that? What scares me, and I think, Steve, like, this is a big point you're making, is, like, I mean, this is abusive relationships, and then there are teens watching this movie where these, like, relationships and these people are, like, are, like, glamorized, right? Like, her and, her and Lee, like, Lee is no, and, like, he comes out great at the end and like <laughs> i know he, i know there's no like he no back with rachel my favorite 10 minutes yeah. of the movie was when well, Lee, wasn't all breaking up they all got back together i don't think Noah and six years i don't think Noah and l got back together i think that is open to interpretation lee and his girlfriend definitely did but yep. yeah, my favorite 10 minutes of the movie was when Lee lost his best friend and his girlfriend in one fell swoop. I was like, ha, yes. Because he <laughs> was, he was toxic as fuck. He was yeah. so toxic. And then when Noah was all jealous and like wouldn't let her hang out with Marco and he's like, well, he's got a point. I would be like, shut up. Like, and to say, oh, you never cared about me. Only cared. No, like she didn't always care about the brother. She's only been dating the brother the last year or something like that. Like mm-hmm. he just really, I think, hit below the belt and was just a shitty friend the entire way through. And it was like, oh, well, now you can go to Berkeley. What do you mean I don't care about your happiness? It's like, are you crazy? 
It's insane. And then I felt like, even though they were right about Marco going after her, which is also like a weird side story thing. It was. Like, no one didn't have to be a total jealous asshole. Like, he literally could have killed Marco. Like, in that go-kart thing. Yeah. What is happening here? Like, why is Elle not alarmed by this? And it's like, I'm sorry, you're the one who was like, you're the one who was like, no, I refuse to wear this costume. So it's like, well, that serves you. You know, like, that's a lesson. You know, all, if there are any guys listening to this or any boyfriends nearby, let that, you know what? If your girlfriend asks for something, if you don't step up, someone else will. Noah is the guy who's that like- That is the lesson. That is the lesson to take away from this movie. He's too good for, he's too cool. He's too cool for school. He's like the guy that won't dance with you at a wedding because he doesn't dance. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, he's hot. So I'm going to put up with this shit. It's like, no, like he's a bad boyfriend. And I actually think Noah is better than the last movie we, we saw him in because at least he walked away from a fight with that guy, like or the beach ball, whatever it was. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to get into it. And he left. I'm like, okay, growth for Noah, kind of. But that's like the one bright spot in the entire like three movies. Uh, and the one line Elle had where she did tell Lee, one the one part where I was like, okay, like maybe there's some hope for her was when she told Lee, like you've had everything handed to you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the they, both, they both did, both, uh, both brothers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I need to talk about that go-kart scene for a second because <laughs> it is it is so goddamn ridiculous. They are treating the go-karts like, like bumper cars. Like they are just going at full speed, smacking Ooh. into one another. There's first, also, I think it takes place at a water park, which was confusing because it seemed like a huge go-kart track. Like... Um, yeah. and, and then also, they're also like they're throwing shit at one another because it's a Mario Kart go kart race. Right. So they're they're like, in it's costume. Like it wasn't supposed to. Like who that's signed off on thing. this? Yeah, it wasn't was signed off in the movie, but who signed off at the go kart? Like I'd be pissed off if I was the go kart owner. I'd be like, it, what the fuck? No, this is a lawsuit <laughs> waiting to happen. It it makes no sense, and they are like I said, they are smashing these cars into one another, and it it. <laughs> It just seems like another part where they are just this rich, bougie, white people shit. <laughs> the, the other things on their bucket list, I was I was taking some of them down. They had a, they did helium karaoke, um, where there's inexplicably like I don't know a bunch of other people there. There's there's a girl with a bunch here. of, there was a girl with a bunch of facial piercings in the scene, which I noticed because she was like the the only like like non-yuppie person in this movie um well one other non-yuppie person um oh god they do they do like a sandcastle competition they do a flash mob at one point like and then i guess they were in a fancy a fancy restaurant well i need a flash mob in a fancy restaurant but then lee looked surprised by the flash mob Mm-hmm. So what did he think they were at the like, fancy restaurant for? So has any has any guy ever been like Lee, like ever in history, in terms of like just being very possessive about a female friend and like, oh, we need to do this list and like we didn't do this thing and da da da. I just feel like this is kind of a weird thing for him to be so Espe- fixated. Especially he is still like super weirdly possessive best friend. Yeah, even, the whole, even the whole though he has a like, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. The whole <laughs> summer is like oh, well, you were going to make it up to me for going to Harvard. It's like, well, no, she doesn't owe you anything. Like, what? No. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's what, um, before we start recording, we talked about how, like, nauseous I felt. And I was like, I wasn't sure if I was nauseous because I'm post-call or if I'm nauseous because, like, I just watched this movie. But I think, like, I mean, 
so you know if you're I don't know like when if you watch this when it's coming or listen to this when it's first coming out or if it's like years from now but it's like there's a lot going on in the world right now like I don't know if anyone's turned on the news or any social media but I feel like and then also after being post-call and you see like at a hospital you see like the gross underbelly of human society and then to come home and watch like to and then to watch something like this like the yuppies and the rich and it's like oh i can't pick between harvard and berkeley where i'm barely also, how did she go from being on the wait list at both of those and she was waitlisted at both correct she no she it. lied she was never on waitlist yeah. on both she lied I mean, about I, it but it's I, also I, like like when did she like i thought her i forgot stopped. yeah i forgot about, about that for some reason i grabbed some reason i thought she was they're all like both. And it's like she's considered the poorer in the family, but her dad's house looks pretty nice too. Yeah, no, it's a joke. I mean, it's I'm like, do these writers her. know what stru- like financial struggling is, no, or it's I mean, like it's how nothing, what it involves to get in? It's like I feel like this girl like blinks as she just like gets into a school, and meantime, it's like the rest yeah, of the world. It's like this, cr- and it's not even like an escapism thing, because it's I like forgot. it's like so bad that it's like you can't even like it's not. I don't know. Like I get it. Sometimes you just want to escape, but this didn't feel like an escape. It just felt like it's stupid a spit in the face. Yeah. Cause it, cause it's so stupid. I actually forgot that she got in until he was like, Oh, you lied and you did get in. But in any case, even if you're on the wait list to Harvard, you don't go from being on the wait list to them, like calling you multiple times a day. Like Harvard is going to find someone else to fill L's spot. They don't need her. It was just so yeah. stupid. Like, how did she get away with waiting so long without giving him an answer? Like, it's like the writers know. of this, like never apply- went to college. I'm actually impressed that they had her start at USC spring semester. I thought that she was going to magically get in in time for that too. Like it was just like uh, everything about it was so unrealistic. Yeah, the, and there's just like so much like friv- frivolous spending in this movie, and like even when they're cleaning out the beach house, and it is just it is just full of shit that they don't need. Like, <laughs> like it's it's a good thing my wife didn't see this movie because she'd have a panic attack just from like they they have a scene where they collect all of the stuff out of the cupboards and like all of these games, and it's just it's just chock full of things in this house and it's their beach house it's not their like main residence it's yeah, they just don't need, they don't need money like they're doing all this expensive stuff in the opening montage and like what mm-hmm. sky or we're just doing like, this adventure stuff and then she's like i got a job to save up for college and i'm like well slash save up for the money you just spent the first 10 minutes of this film like what yeah I mean, uh, yeah we totally glossed over the fact that they did this this is they're wholesome but then this is including the road trip they did at the beginning there was a montage of a road trip at right. the beginning i'm like right. when did they so was that in a week i'm confused when did <laughs> they have time to do all this yeah. i don't they know also- they like go they go to an aquarium they like look at lights and it's like weirdly just al and the two guys i'm like where's rachel for this yeah there, there's also there's a lot of weird like threesome vibes in this movie <laughs> except that they're they're supposed to be brothers um <laughs> But I, I don't know. They look kind of alike, but it, it's always thrown off by me by the fact that that guy is like size. seven they, feet tall. They look, they look alike except for the size. Like he's like a foot taller than Lee. And Lee, I have to say, Noah, it's like hard to stand next to him because he's like a model, the clothes, everything looks good on him. He's the only person in the movie besides Marco pulling off the Bermuda shorts. And then Lee was just always in these like tight fit. Like it was just, ah, I, I did not like his yeah. clothes at all. Um, and Lee's not oh. a good actor. He overacted a ton in this movie. Like, yeah, it's oh, disgusting. Well, I did go on the Instagram and damn, <laughs> oh. damn. Oh, that girl, Megan. Oh, Megan Ann. damn. Yeah, she is. She is um, not someone who's going to Rhode Island for design. <laughs> At eighteen, <laughs> like, there's a bad. Time. I'm like, damn. I mean, it looks hot, but 
<laughs> not even just like did you guys think like the i mean maybe i'm just bitter but i feel like the acting was a little bit worse this movie like they they clearly did not care as much it also no no i mean molly ringwald like in one of the dinner scenes she looks like she's never held a piece of pizza before in her life and they're like drinking <laughs> the water like this it's just like who nobody does that yeah. and then like noah let the australian accent slip which i feel like he never did before he's like oh, i might have invited a few people over it's like okay like pretend <laughs> to be american like yeah nobody cared nobody cared so so I looked up some production details on this because I was I was going to give them a bit of a pass because I was like, oh, it's it's probably a COVID movie or something like that. But no, most of it was filmed right after the second one in 2019. Yeah, but, it was, but it was really? kind of like Tall Boys. They filmed, I think they yes. filmed two and three together. Yes, but but you can also tell that they did some makeup shots at some points because of how how glaringly bad the green screen is at oh some points. Oh my so god! Oh my god! What is better if they just bloopers? Well, I was watching bloopers and I'm like, wait, this was with a green screen? I'm so confused. So so the the absolute worst part is when she has the the breakup with Lee. Um, you can obviously tell this is a green screen. I have no clue why they did it this way. They are arguing. They are having a loud screaming match outside and crying. And then in the background, it's blurred out, and you can see people just walking by, and nobody is looking at them. Like they are. She she is crying, and nobody is looking as this as this six foot five monster argues with her like like that would never happen in real life like you would be like buddy what the what the fuck's going on here like like they are having they are having a loud argument like there's no other way to put it besides that on like a boardwalk and just in the background people are blurred out but you can see them just walking by and like that that was definitely the worst but there there are other times you can tell it's green screen just because they are they are so fuzzy and the rest of the movie is so bad it's obvious they were like well we're not going to pay the money to edit this to to make it nice have you guys seen Shit's creek no oh my god it's so good mary you have to watch it but steve do you remember when um Moira is doing that like Birds 3 movie (laughs) The Crows crows, and then she's like taking it seriously and the director like is phoning it in and he's like this movie is a vacation in Bermuda for me (laughs) Yeah, I feel like everyone was just like we're going to get paid an obscene amount of movie amount of money Mm -hmm. I I just all this just is like this is what when I want honestly I'm just like not to be that curmudgeon old lady, but I'm like, this is why I fucking, this is why people hate Jen Gen Zers. <laughs> yeah, I, I was hey, trying Gen to, Z. I was trying to find out how much Molly Ringwald got paid for this because she's in I, like two or three scenes. I think and I was like, probably like ten million dollars, like probably an absurd amount. Absurd amount. No, it's got to be. I, I I bet it's like a million dollars or a half million. But even so, that, right. like, I wish I could just show up one day, make a like. Like, Netflix doesn't pay people like a ton of money for these. Like, no, I'm, I'm oh, sure really. Right. I'm sure you're right. Really, really. Yeah. that's a surprise to me. Really. Well, jo- Joey King and like all these kids, like they they probably just signed. You they know, they got them for. They would not have made this of their own volition. You think? Yeah, no. They they probably signed some contract at the beginning, and then they had to do, had to do three movies, even though it looks like none of them want to be there. Um, and also, I I did not do the gossip dive on this, so I was curious when they broke up, because before two, I think. Oh my god! Oh really? It's, yeah. it's just like I, they yeah. have the 
I realize this movie is probably aimed at tweens, but they they have like a love scene in this kind of where yeah. they they kind of have sex. But when he when he is playing the Cindy Lauper song, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they definitely. I mean, I think and they did like, for a good period of time, but it was like you know the movie was made and then it didn't come out right away, so they probably dated and then it came out and then there was all the buzz and they were still dating and then they broke up. And I remember like they did an announcement that they were going to come back for Kissing Booth Two, and it's like. Hey, I'll be returning as Noah Flynn and kissing the two, and he just could not have looked less happy to be there. So if I had to guess, I think she <laughs> broke up with him. Yeah. I mean, why? Why? Because like, I, I, I don't know. Like she's a real star. I think two actors. I mean, it, much like the relationship in this movie, I bet they were toxic together. Like he's a terrible boyfriend. I don't know what he's like as a person. He's probably better, but like Noah sucked. He was just like, oh, I made you dinner. You should drop everything. And like, why? Right. I mean, what do you think the breakdown was in terms of fighting versus like getting along? I feel like they were fighting the entire movie. And then he fought with her because he got mad at her because she got into Berkeley and didn't tell him. Yeah, it was just. And then even his friend says, she goes, so she like shows you that she really wants to be in Boston with you. It's like, how about by, by the way, let's, let's talk- asshole. You know what it is? It's ungrateful assholes. <laughs> let's let's yeah, talk about like his him being a his... dick and then making grand gestures for being a dick and then like rinse repeat. Let's and talk about his friend, which is another offensive oh, part of this movie. Did you think the friend was gay? I don't know why I thought she was gay in the second movie. It was like more. Uh, she she had much better chemistry with Joey King. That's what I oh, thought. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, they should kiss. Like they 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 had I better. Actually, I was like. Maybe it was because I need, in order to, for me to watch a movie, I do need some kind of emotional investment. And I was clearly not getting it from like the main was, characters. And I was like, was one of the best hmm, people. I wonder what about her and Marco? I was starting to come up with like an idea side story. Like that would be a good well, couple. That, because that would make sense because why other, why else would you bring these people in? Like, right. like you, you don't really need Marco in this movie. Why did, like, why did we need Marco? It was like, it was like the exact same plot as the second movie where he's like, he's there, but he's not really a threat. Why do we need to do that again with Marco? Yeah. Um, no, I was a just... weird scene also with the girl when after they break, like she's talking to Elle, I guess after they broke up, she goes, Elle, you really are a brilliant woman. Yeah. Like, she was, was like, you're, you're one of the, what? the smartest Why? or the best I forgot about ever that. Met. That was weird. I forgot about that. Also, do you think that guy like- Yeah, that had gay lesbian vibes too, but I was just like, what is this based off of? Well, yeah. Also, like, do you think a guy like Marco is just like living in the friend zone, hoping for a shot? Like, that guy's not. No, that that made no sense. Like, <laughs> that he made was... no sense, and that's another toxic situation. It's like I actually saw this TikTok where this woman was like, "Guys complain about being stuck in the friend zone, but what about the woman that realized she never had a friend the whole time?" Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, the, the no, guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to get real right there, guys. No, the guy. The guy... <laughs> The guys in this movie are just like toxic. The whole like, oh, I don't like fighting, but I'll fight for you. It's like, no, like this is the generation that was raised on the notebook and they think it's like relationships are supposed to be hard. They're not, they're supposed to be easy. You should not be fighting all the time. You don't need to fight for your relationship. You certainly don't need to be fighting with the best friend all the time. Like yeah. these were not good relationships. What was she getting out of them? I wish she like never saw them again after the six years. <laughs> so, when, when they're like back at, oh my, I can't even, but see, we can continue you off. You were saying, yeah, you were saying so about the- well, no, I also found, so I also found the Chloe edition offensive because, so there's a trope Hi. in movies, there's a trope in movies called the, Ma- the Magical Negro, where a, there's a black character in the movie and they just, they magically solve the problems of all the white people. And at one point she talks to Elle, she gives her that pep up speech 
And there is another white lady just listening from the stairwell. And it also solves her problem too. And it's, it's just offensive. That's her, her only role. That in is this offensive. Movie. Wow. Her only role in this movie is to make the lives of two white people better. And then she, then she fucks off back to Boston to deal with her parents who are breaking up. The, the, these white, and then also these, like she has this beautiful boat she's on. Yeah, these rich white very, people do like, not help her I at all. I wanted to be sympathetic movie. for her, but again, it was very hard to be because I'm like, what do you guys? Why is she friends with Noah? Like Noah's still at Harvard. She's a 23 year old. What is she getting out of hanging out with this douchebag as a friend? I, I don't know. Like, I think that isn't that the plot of the second movie is that they become friends, but Elle thinks there's more to it. Yes. And, yes. But like, there's something that there's something that happens. It's not that she's gay, but I can't remember. It's basically like, oh no, like we're friends the way you and Lee are friends, but she and Lee have a weird energy for being. And, then, yeah, and she gets mad at Lee when Lee actually tries to, to make find a friend. other friends. She's, like, be she's like, I didn't like that he went to this. Thing with I know, and I actually, and I, just, I didn't like that guy either. He was annoying. Did you guys notice that they just dropped that guy? He is not in the second <laughs> half of the movie. I didn't well, notice until. You know what's funny about it is he is, but only in the reaction shots. So remember when Noah gets um punched by Marco? That guy's like, oh, like he's like the most disgusted of all. I'm like, you don't know any of these people. Yeah. Did anyone else think like there was also like some? homosexual vibes there yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Gonna make a the, the high five like, with I the that was gonna be a side plot yeah the, I, there was a little bit of tension i think i thought with the berkeley guy it was like oh i'll show you the roads yeah. i'll show you around but by the way how they how they bond is lee says he drove 600 miles to find a copy of amazing spider-man 3 so that that is like psychopath material on lee's part <laughs> like I couldn't tell. Does that mean, like, was he talking about, is there an Amazing Spider-Man 3 movie? Did they make three of those? Or is he talking about the comic book? Either way. I just assume. I hope he's talking about the comic book. I don't know. All right. Because at first I. You drove 600 miles when you live in Hollywood for a movie? Yeah. I I, I did almost think. Does he mean the. Does he mean the Andrew Garfield movie? Like, I was like. Um. And also, yes, he does have more chemistry with that guy than his girlfriend. Yes, like, yes, definitely. Yes. I mean, the girlfriend, the girlfriend is like icked out by him the entire movie, and I don't know if that was a choice the actress made. I know he is clinging, he's driving her away, but even when they were supposed to be like happy in the beginning, she just seemed like ugh. Uh, justifiably, yeah. But you're um, right. That's a good point. See, they do just drop that guy. He just like disappears. He got cut off. I, he's on the floor of the editing room. I he's didn't know I only noticed when I did like some research and it was a comment on like on a review or something. It's like, by the way, this guy just disappears. (laughs) They're they're setting it up like this dude is going to like Elle is going to get angry at this dude. But then instead, I think they decide, no, we'll have Elle get angry at her father's girlfriend. Who oh my God, that was so uncomfortable. That was nauseating. Yeah, That that was uncomfy. Yeah, like going through it now, I realized, man, this this movie just chews up so many things because, as I mentioned, it's never friggin' quiet. There's always there's always music going on. They're always just chewing through dialogue. Yeah, they don't but, give the audience. And then she makes it up like by going over to the woman's house and is like, "Oh, Scotty was always my mom's." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't. And really it was like, "Okay, okay I get it," but like, no. then you just walk away. I don't know. Like, yeah, I it's get, like, like sad and. You're it's, yeah, it's like you didn't have like you. Uh. Yeah, I I mean the the woman takes it in stride, um, because also also like L also blows up at her because her father has 
the woman like babysit her baby brother, but the father didn't tell her, but Elle gets upset at the girlfriend anyway. So yeah, it was, I don't know. Like that was also just shoehorned in here for no reason. Yeah. Like it, it, the problem with it is that it stole from so many other movies that when you watch a movie as bad as Kissing Booth, you can't help but think of movies that do it better. And yeah. like a lot of the same like things, stepmom or something. Yes. Or like to all the boys, to all the boys I love before. You yes. know, it's yourself, choosing a college for yourself, not following your boyfriend, a widowed parent dating, all those things done way better and way yes. more. Yes. And like she was like celebrating her dad finding love. She was yeah. like, You've done so much for us this whole time. Like she planned her dad's wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she was like, they were trying to get him together, and he was like the hesitant one. And like mm-hmm. it just you showed feel, like the family. I mean, I think. It comes back to that theme scene we brought up of these like fucking selfish, spoiled yuppies. So this movie was written by someone named J.S. J. Arnold. His writing credits are this and The Kissing Booth 2. Um, <laughs> the other writer awesome. is... What's the other, the other writer is the director, Vince Marcello. His other writing credits are uh, Kissing Booth 2, Kissing Booth 1, Teen Beach the movie Teen oh, Beach. Oh, I saw that. What? What is Teen Beach? Teen Beach is actually, it's kind of funny. It's, it's like, like porn. No, well, <laughs> maybe it is. But the, the Disney Channel movie, I, I saw it with uh, one of my sisters, like somewhere late night Disney Channel. Basically, it's making fun of like those Teen Beach movies from the 50s. And these two kids get trapped in it and everyone's singing around them and it's a musical and they're like stuck in the musical. So it's kind of like oh, making That shit doesn't sound terrible. It's, it's not terrible. For Disney movie, it's like not terrible. It's, it's one of the, I'm looking at it now though it's one of the Disney movies that unfortunately does not have anyone who would go on to do something no none of them so, did much yeah it's starring Ross Lynch you know, some- Gracie Gillum <laughs> Maya yeah, Mitchell I mean, Ross Lynch was not the next Zac Efron I'm sure they wanted him I think some people approach like cin- like cinema movies TV like like, like they're artists, right? Some people approach it like, I want to create something. I have this vision. I have this story I want to tell. I have this message I want to get across. And there's some people that are like, how can I financially benefit from this industry? They approach <laughs> it. And then, but then they even, in that point, you still have to think like, oh, but what will, what will like, they saw the long game and Hamden realized that like art, the art aspect of it and the message part of it is important to like the market and there's some people that are just like full blown like no we are putting heavy on the marketing bit <laughs> heavy on the franchise least amount of work most amount of money mm. i mean this and is they give zero fucks about what their name is associated to their <laughs> name means nothing I to bet them this movie i bet this movie made money i bet team oh, i'm sure it made so much I'm money i'm sure yeah um I, you could just this is a this is a sweaty movie like you can just like like they're just throwing everything up there they're emptying the cupboard like instead instead of like actually developing like like some sort of drama or tension that you can draw out it's it's like i said it's just all music it's all it's all like we're gonna play a song so that you feel something instead of feeling something from the dialogue stuff that they throw yeah it's like it's like they're trying to distract us yeah, like, does it, does anything even stick? Does this movie have anything to say? There's a few things I, no. I kind of agree. <laughs> There's a few I, things I, I kind of agree with. Like Noah saying, you know, love isn't enough. It's like, yeah, no, not everyone. No, love isn't together. enough. You fight all but the time. But then he says that, but then they still end up back together. I, I, that's, okay, let's debate that. I don't think they do. I think I think it ends at that fight, Brian. 
Oh my god! But then Lee and Lee and what's her name get back together and they're getting married at end of the marriage. That's more like of it. That's why I felt like Al and Noah didn't get back together because otherwise they would have done a more definite thing, like oh they're engaged, so they're moving to the same city. And instead, it was like ah doesn't he doesn't know where he's gonna live and like she doesn't know where she's gonna be with her career. Like it was very open ended. I I guess they'll just see. They'll like wait and see, and they'll like grow. Okay, fine. I'm like I like okay. I, I, I can buy that. I can buy I that. Like so. maybe that's a redeeming I, thing is they leave it open for them, open for interpretation. I, yeah, I mean it's yeah. not like it ended with a kiss, right? Like it was like they were on that separate bikes. Yeah, that they was, were on separate bikes. That was a kind of cool message. That was someone won an argument there. There was someone in the room who was like, we gotta like I bet it was Joey King. I bet it was Joey King. I bet Joey King and uh what's his name wanted an ending that was like, you know, they could be themselves a little bit more and not just perfect. Well, yeah. That part that part was also clearly green screened in because they were fuzzy outlines um the entire time i just thought like they were almost crashing the motorcycles into each other like it was it was weird like and it's like there's this coast i'm like this is so dangerous they should have been like stuntmen like they should have been better at driving yeah and then there's like no guardrail i'm like you guys are gonna like also also this this portion is when we see the titular kissing booth again and at this point, <laughs> at this point, it's it's now like 2025 and they're still doing this. Like he's not like, acting no one, when he's like, I don't want to even look at that thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like he had the he had the only normal reaction anyone would have, which is I don't want to look at that. Yes, yeah. yes. And he was never more likable than when he was like just sort of being normal at the end of the movie, I thought. But but ladies, did you like his frosted tips? Did you oh like his God. hair? I, I love how in six years, like, Ella, at least they had the decency to change her hair, but, like, Lee's, like, Lee and Noah just didn't grow up. I was distracted yeah, by the tip, and Lisa had that no, weird I mean, shag. Lee, Lee, I will say, has been consistent through the movies. I, I mean, they try to act like he's got this great body, but he looks essentially the same. His hair is the same. Her hair was, like, always in this perfect blowout, which just would not exist. No, it turned out, I, this is something I did read. So her hair was too. shaved from the act. It looked like a wig. Yeah. So the whole time she was wearing a wig. Yeah. Which is, she had the short hair at the end. That was her real hair. That was, I think that was her real uh, hair. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It, so it her looked, hair was shaved. Her hair looked too act. perfect. So that was distracting. And then Noah, it's not that he needed it to be long, but I was distracted by the fact that it was different than the first two films. I mean, I know guys changed their hair, but it was pretty different, I thought. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Noah's, the, 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 you're right. It's like in six years, I was like, he still has the ha- same hair he had at 20. Well, it it was weird. He looked he looked like he was playing at being a grown up because he had like slightly dyed hair and a suit that uh, did not look like it fit that well, which was yeah, which was she kind of looked she was playing dress up too. When you're a six five monster, it's hard to find suits that fit, I bet. <laughs> well he's a fancy rich lawyer or his parents are rich like i'm sure he can afford it too i don't know i i'm telling you guys i dated a guy who was six five and he had to like special order his suits and jeans from like some european company like normal people are uh-huh. not but on that note i also feel like l was like I, she didn't look great i like she looked like she was playing dress up hmm. what did you think of steve what did you think of how l looked at the end um so i think that in a lot of movies when they want to make the female character seem like she's grown up they just give her a short haircut and that's what this felt like um like like because because all right so really like there's a lot of ways they could have just made this movie better like if they just cut it in half where half is like all this high school bullshit and the other half is them at college or like 
them going through a maturing process, like that would have been better. But instead, like we just get it, it does feel like they green screened in the last five minutes, like the epilogue. Um, and then there's and, that random scene where like the dad, epilogue. right before the epilogue, they see the dad just watching his two kids play the DDR. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It is, is not it DDR, not? by the way. I didn't notice that until this movie, but it is it is called Dance Dance Mania. Oh, like they rip off. Yeah, they did not pay for the. It's weird because they have full on Mario Kart racing. So they paid for those rights where Nintendo is normally not cheap about that kind of stuff. But then they don't pay for DDR. So they're all over the map. After the songs and Mario Kart, they're like, oh, fuck, we ran out of money. (laughs) I mean, they certainly didn't run out of money on the star power. I bet they locked them all in with contracts. But don't you think it would have been better if they just ended with her and the brother and it's like oh she's choosing her family like i didn't think we needed the epilogue really i don't my problem is even if they ended it that way there was nothing in the movie that like led up to that it was like yeah. oh okay now i'm with my brother and this is cute also like, she, here's another question it, should she have gotten into that program i thought her idea was really stupid about the fantasy right. like, I, like, I, like, I, I thought that was a really stupid idea too i was like <laughs> esports drafting what like literally what and how would you make money off that? Like you're just betting on the fantasy. Like fan, like, I'm just imagining a bunch. <laughs> you know what I'm so imagining? You know how you have the fantasy sports and like, you know, you show like there's like it's like actual like looks like looks like them in the video. Yeah. <laughs> and like esports, but with these like like obese, straggly guys. <laughs> do you do you guys watch Gilmore Girls, like the newest, the four newest Gilmore Girls yeah. episodes? It was very much Rory not having a single pitch at an interview kind of energy. It was just like, how are you not prepared for this? Like the one question they might ask you would be, what is your idea for a video game? If that's the name of this whole program, it's just like, yeah. eh, come on. All of, all of the Gilmore Girls journalism bits, by the way, are absolutely infuriating as a, <laughs> as a former journalist. Like they are Speak so, de- they are so detached from reality. Um, like the fact that, I don't know, her freelance writing career, like, just how they portrayed that whole life was like completely unrealistic um but i it, it has been a little bit since i'm i watched it so i i just remember i it was like stupid like they should have just like what they should have just done is said oh she's living off her grandparents money a little bit here then it would have been realistic but um but no th- this movie i don't know was i don't remember this this computer professor she meets was that in the first i, or I don't the remember that movie? either I don't, was she a judge? I don't remember her apparently she, she was a judge, judge in the competition I don't, I don't remember her at all i don't i don't even for a second she and then like that. also how that's a detached from reality that you can just show up at someone's office like literally that. i don't yeah. understand what made the cut for like a, first of all these movies aren't good enough to like have a callback to like the first movie it's like these are not classics but i just didn't understand like what they made callbacks to it was like oh remember that time we made a sex tape in chemistry it's like what no like why are we not <laughs> nostalgic about this and then like the hollywood sign and then like the random classmates the random gay storyline of the two guys it's just like they were just like steve said they're just throwing everything in at the end and it was like yeah. we how can we care about these people we didn't spend any of the movie with them mm-hmm. instead we spent it's hard a, uh, oh i just remember oh, so- i want to take something like, i didn't mean to insult like i don't mean to insult anyone who loves video games i actually do love video games i just thought that the concept of fantasy esports was like really stupid and then in my mind like the way she described it 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 made made it sound like it would be like really insulting to eat i don't know just like i was like what what are you gonna do like the way she described it was like what are you gonna do like have these digitalized 
like are there stats with esports are there like also, I didn't know esports was a thing. It's not a video game idea. Like esports is like, yeah, it's, it's people competitively. How is it an original idea? I mean, I know the screenwriters didn't. I guess I don't know enough of esports, but I didn't mean to insult anybody. Well, I just like didn't I, under. I think I just didn't understand her idea, and I was just like I know, imagining I, I like, so you're gonna have. I didn't understand if, sports. You're gonna have video games of people playing video games. I was just, like I very confused. That's, I didn't understand okay. it either. No, if if I understood her idea correctly, it was that she wanted to do fantasy football, but fantasy esports, meaning like you would draft a team of esports performers and then like get points for them on your who roster. Are, and that who are oh, sports so it's not a video but, game. But it's exactly, it's idea. not a video game then. Like I didn't, oh, I just I was did like, not. I was just like imagining these guys like walking, like e-sports. the way you see the football players walking around in the video game. Yeah, like, no, like, it's, thing. I thought that's what, what she was pitching. What is esports? Was like that you get to play that you get to play famous players, but yeah, like, are they famous video game players? So e- esports is um, basically like now you can go and watch like people streaming like competitive like Mortal Kombat two rounds or like okay. I, I was trying to think how can I put this in terms that Mary will understand What's a video that game supposed that, to mean a video a video game that you will know. <laughs> I know so, video. I know video games. I just don't play them. Yeah, but you don't know. Like, it's mostly fighting games. So, like, okay. Call of Duty. Or like, I know, like, Legend of yeah, Zelda. Smash like, Brothers do you get to watch people play like Legend of Zelda? Normally, it's competitive. Oh, Zelda. Games yeah, I could, oh. because you. So not like I mean, Pokemon. For so Zelda is normally a single player game, so you can do like speed runs where people are trying to beat the game as fast as they can. Ugh, um, I do but, not like Smash Brothers. But no, it's it's normally more like esports is like televised tournaments of like StarCraft and like oh. like Call of Duty and League of Legends and all these other games. Um, oh, like World of Warcraft. Uh, World of Warcraft, I don't know. Like it has to have like a player versus player component a lot of the oh, time. Oh, okay. So, you know. Yeah, like, World of Warcraft was cool. Okay, so then she's saying you can draft people and like. Yeah, but it's. It, like you can't like so there's madden madden is you're playing professional football players against one another right. you can't you can't play professional esports players against one another like, like how would the video like, game yeah that's what i was before. very confused i'm like are, so you're doing like what are you doing yeah exactly. like it would, I mean, I, the more we talk about this the less sense it makes yeah it, it just it what happened is i think they just took some bug <laughs> some buzzwords and put them in her mouth and had her say them because I, I mean, they could have just like, like, it doesn't stop there. I have more ideas. Yeah. Here, I mean, it's also just, it's just so stupid because they could have had her just be like, I want to do a game and it's a coming of age story about a young woman dealing uh right that's like where has, i thought that's where i thought it was gonna go like do you yeah. choose whatever choose your own adventure something or something, something based on her life yes. like like that would have been good and tied in but no instead it's just this really it's this really random idea that has a whole bunch of buzzwords and it it feels like the whole rest of the movie where they have flash mobs and like what have the young people been up and to the what, past five in years in the previous two movies was she like really into video games before like i don't remember this movie. i don't remember like, that movie, either suddenly she's like really good at them i don't know I think, and it's like i think the problem with Elle is that she's written to just be in every sense of it a guy's girl so she yeah. has to like sports. She has to like video games. She has to be totally bored. You know, every girl is just like an idiot. Just be very sexually liberal. 
they care about shopping and blah and like all she wants to do is hang out with the two two best guys so i think it's yep. it's more just creating that sketch of her than like we don't actually know that about her i i think i mentioned Ooh, this what when- would um the mate the woman in um gone girl have to say about this <laughs> yeah i mean the cool girl it's the cool girl the cool girl yeah. or like the you know have you guys heard of pick me at all that's like a big uh-uh. thing now so like in Grey's anatomy like meredith gray i mean she herself is embarrassed by it. it's supposed to be embarrassing which does this thing to Derek shepherd who she's like going after in the series mcdreamy where she's like pick me choose me love me and it's become like this maligned thing of like oh like not like other girls you know energy so like the girls they're like oh i don't have female friends like i just don't get along with other women and da 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 and like, those are all, you know, seemingly red flags. And, you know, I'm not saying that's true or it's not. I'm just saying, I think this pick me energy thing, to me, it's almost misogynistic to, to yeah. kind of yeah. get into that. I was, I was going to say, this is yet another movie where she does not really have a female friend. Like she has Lee's, Lee's girlfriend. They don't, they don't really have any chemistry together as like just friends. Not and in and Chloe, Chloe, the, the, the black girl who just shows up for two scenes and, and solves and her life. And brilliant. Yes, calls her brilliant. Oh, but I guess I, if we had to pick someone who gets out of this movie the least embarrassed, my vote would be Chloe. She doesn't really have to do anything yeah. that's like too humiliating. She looks good in it. Like she kind of gets out unscathed. I mean, the line about like you're brilliant is a little dumb, but I, I think Chloe looks pretty good. Yeah, she does look good. And like in the scene where she kind of like has to listen, like, it, they could like you could spin it in a way where it's like she has to listen to Noah complain about his bullshit charmed little life and meantime like I mean I I earlier I said something that was a little bit insensitive it's like oh boohoo I have this rich life and like the divorce but the fact is it's like we don't know what's going on in her life and like yeah Yeah. like finance is not an issue but like it is like go ahead and watching your parents go through a divorce it like can destroy your life in some ways and I guess it's like it's tough and it's like so she's I'm trying to kind of like sympathize with her and like she's sitting there like going through all this in her mind where it's like what you know, another way to think of it is it's like we see this charmed life for her side, but it's like how it makes you, you kind of can't help but infer how rough it must be for her that she would leave that nice boat to go stay in this like yeah. shit show of a house of these spoiled <laughs> brats. And then she has to listen oh. to Noah complain about oh. his like bullshit problem when her life is probably like falling apart. And then like, see what I forgot the term they used to describe her trope, but then it's like, and she's the one that provides help for these like two white women. Yeah. And and I don't I don't think we ever get any resolution about her parents. It's like, we yeah, don't. Noah's Noah's not gonna be able to like stop them from getting divorced, but he, it also doesn't seem like they provide her but with any him. emotional. He, support. That's another one she helped, right? Then he, after that is when he like goes and surprises Ella at work. She, I think yeah. she actually like so then she, she also like her, her her tragedy, her like difficulty in her life is then helping him get laid. Yeah. And there's, I don't think there's any like cathartic moment for her in this. Like, like she just disappears. I don't think she shows up again in the rest of the movie. It kind of reminds me of, have you guys seen a non-mother teen movie? Uh, I've only seen, I've only seen clips of it, but kind of what Steve is saying, you know, they have like a token black character and in in the movie, you know, they're, they're making fun of other movies. So he's like, yeah, I'm here to nod and smile and laugh at your problems and come up with a, you know, quick one-liner every once in a while. Like, you know, these people, they don't have very well-developed characters outside of, you know, the main protagonist. They're just there to like be the support. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm on the TV tropes page for it now, but like some of the examples are like the legend of Bagger Vance and like Morgan, Morgan Freeman plays, plays this role a lot. 
like driving Miss Daisy, Million Dollar Baby, Shawshank Redemption. Like he's mm. just like, like he's like the the black guy who is helping out the white person. Oh, and- Family Man. Have you guys seen Family Man? Similar. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, and then it's just all of this it. Page. It's like they took. It was like they just hide like all a lot a lot of problems that are in like modern day movie making and just our that where some of our values are right now it's like this movie concentrated it and then pulled went up on the dot like saturate went up on the saturation and it's like what steve was saying it's a lot of like things that they think kids would do like i've never actually responded to something with a voice memo of myself with the response like, like, <laughs> And then oh, it's like, like advice he gave himself. This, I was yeah, like, what? like does this deep like power move? And I'm like, nobody would do that. But but specifically, it's only like kind of <laughs> upper class cis white people. Because like yeah. because it, it also this movie came out in I think in 2021. God, it must have been so tone deaf. It's like it this came out <laughs> after like this came out after like George Floyd and Euphoria is on TV. And meanwhile, here's the Kissing Booth 3, where it's a bunch of white people complaining about uh, the, the main issue is like we're selling the cottage and I might have to break up with my model-esque boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and nothing. And like I have to choose between going to Harvard or Berkeley yeah. and then right, that's the biggest like, problem. And then in the meantime, school. we have this like war in Ukraine where I don't know if you guys saw this, like it was like this ironic. This, it's like Gen Z or like put like again like I'm walking myself back a bit but she was like it was kind of like an ironic thing for Gen Zers where she is she is like um someone who's in her early 20s late I guess she must be like a teenager um and she's in Ukraine like she's a Ukrainian and she's like oh just a life as a Gen Zer wake up in my bunker go out and see what like how Putin's destroyed my city and it's kind of like this it's it's I appreciated it it was yeah, that's like, a good like tongue-in-cheek you know yeah exactly and it was like and then like you said then you have well, this it's, it's tone drop, just, but also it's just like infuriating because nothing in it makes sense if you think about it for two seconds oh six year flash forward but they're still best friends but she hasn't seen his brother and like what yeah like that doesn't make sense if you go to a different college of someone it doesn't mean you never see them again like everyone's acting like it's basically like that person becomes dead to you and they just are like walking into the water and you'll just never it's see them. you guys but if there was anyone from high school that i didn't see when i went to college it's like i didn't want to see yeah. yeah it's it's also they make a big deal out of the fact that like they break up but then she has to see him again and it's like why like just you, you do Did not you have to see it was also odd again. that they broke up she had a fight with lee and but she stayed at their summer house that, yeah that was weird i mean their whole their yeah, whole she doesn't deal have to see him again. she doesn't have to see him again the whole yeah. series can be summed up by lee had a line he was like no we'll come back he always does and i'm like yeah that's basically the entire movie just over and over again he will come back he will come back yeah and also by the way if he doesn't you know it's not a big fucking deal like <laughs> it's like like uh, I, these people just live in such a bubble that it's I, i'm not saying that every show needs to have like a, a a gritty b plot where l is also dealing with drug addiction but but it's like the the stakes are just so low oh, low like, nobody has a real freaking problem and then i know you yeah. didn't watch too steve but like they threw in a little bit of a gay plot line and even that it's so glossed over it's almost like you wish they hadn't done it like it was mm-hmm. just like they wanted to check the box of like, oh, well, we had a gay character, we had a person of color, and we had this, and we had that, and we had the other. Yeah, they like um, 
I mean, a problem I've just generally been having when I like look for movies to watch for TV shows is it feels like there's nothing creative and it feels like everything is just for the purpose of making money. Like every time I turn it on, I'm like, great, I'm giving another wealthy person who's really offering nothing to society or improving anything in our world, another million dollars. And I don't know, it just feels like, like I loved, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. We're going to get a lot of angry listeners. But like I loved like the first few Iron Man and like the first few Marvel movies. But now every time they put out another Marvel one, I'm like, is there nothing? Like, I'm like, how we really run out of ideas. Like they keep making, remaking Disney movies, live action ones. Mm. And I think that's why like, I really liked Encanto because it felt like the first time there was something original. Like it well, felt I like- think, I don't think there was anything original in this movie, but if we but do- it just, I guess with this movie, it just felt like this is our problem. Like yeah. this is a problem that we have. And it just was like, like I said, it just it turned up. They, they like took that saturation thing and they just went all the way up on it. And it was just like, oh my God. I, I agree. I don't think there's, there's nothing good out there anymore. There, there's nothing original. But if we had to be positive, was there any moments that you guys liked in this movie or were like, oh, that was actually kind of I, fun? Kind of. I good. had one part that I laughed. Me, t- um, me too. And that was, uh, you go first. It is when she is working at the restaurant and she falls down and she goes, son of a bitch. Like, it's the only <laughs> part where it felt like in an actual human moment from her and i was like ha that's funny i actually I laughed. Really swear that they left it I, I actually didn't laugh at anything in the movie but i laughed in the bloopers when they, when they were yeah. on that spinning thing and he's like almost falls because they're trying to get the shot of them kissing i like the bloopers it spanned all three movies it looked like um but it's that first kiss that, and i didn't realize they're on this thing yeah yeah you should have left that in that was funny and then yeah, I thought that, that was funny that I didn't realize that they did all that on a green screen. I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. But I guess it just feels yeah. like it's like, wow, they really. The bloopers were good, but it also violated uh, Gene Siskel's thing right? as always. Um, would you rather just watch a two-hour movie of these people talking to one another? And yeah, yes. I would have just yeah, rather seen them would. interacting. I definitely, I definitely would. But my favorite thing that yeah. I read to the vulture the, when they watch the movies, they were like, the questions I had during watching Kissing Booth 2, or and it, believe it or not, it's like 90 questions because like nothing in these movies makes any darn sense. But one thing that I thought was really funny and I also bothered me is the fact that iPhones don't save previous messages, the only constant in the Kissing Booth cinematic universe. Yes. Uh, like yes. every, it could be your mom, your dad, your boyfriend, every time you like, like, delete all her messages from Noah. It's so lazy. It's just so lazy. I can't. Um, it's very lazy. I also had one other research thing I did that I want to share, which is this is the top review on IMDb. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I'm going to read it. Um, the, the title is Absolute Disaster, No Soul of Kissing Booth. It's dead. There is no soul of Kissing Booth at all. It's just getting boring and boring. No excitement at all. I agree. This is an absolute unnecessary. Kissing Booth fans didn't like and- it. And pointless sequel of Kissing Booth. Please, what did it add? Please stop making sequels in the name of Kissing Booth if there is no soul of it. There is no point. It's an absolute disaster. Six out of ten. <laughs> I wasn't expecting six out of ten after that. That that was my favorite part. Like they just oh went on that diatribe and then six, <laughs> six, six out of ten. <laughs> Oh my god! Like you know, we're talking about these like philosophical reasons and like why this movie sucks, and this person's like, but kissing booth. 
I mean, to be fair to them, it doesn't show up till the end of the movie. Yeah. You know, you know, the movie Kissing Booth Three is bad when it makes Kissing Booth One look like a decent. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. It was, because it was not. I was missing it watching this one. I mean, but I also. My, both, the other thing that I, I mean, we may have this, talked but, about in our last. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Steve. What do we mention? Both of you mentioned this, but like, it's not. I if you were a fan of the previous movies, I don't know why you would like this one because, as you guys said, they just fight the entire time. Like they just argue and cry. Right. It's like, it's like you know how um, you know they say the beginning of the marriage is like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and then the end is whatever that horrible movie Angelina and Brad made before they broke off, or or you know there's Titanic and then there's Revolutionary Road. This was like Revolutionary Road. This was like the unhappy marriage version. Like we did not need to go this far into the future we all knew oh it's a shitty it's a high school relationship they're going to break up but like we didn't need to keep I, just nobody was that invested it was it was painful it was <laughs> like no see i'm not gonna lie steve i really admire the amount of research you did because i did none i, yeah, I, I didn't already I didn't like either. I, the movie, I, I was I upset how much of my life this movie sucked yeah, I did zero research for this one. I was just like, this was trash. I'm going to... I was also it. nervous that if I did do research that... Um, I was like, we would... We, we already have a bad habit of making our podcast episodes longer than the actual movies. This um, one, someone pointed so out the coolest is 90 minutes and our last episode is two hours. Yeah. So I was like, oof. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about the fact that this movie is two hours? How? And okay, I was like, oh, God, time, if I do I research, there's a good chance our podcast God, episode will be three hours this movie long. Got, this movie, I swear to God, this movie got longer each time I looked at how much time was left. Every time I looked, yeah. it was like 20 more minutes than it should have been. It didn't make any sense. They, but see, so I they, really appreciate you doing the research because, like, I, it just brought me joy. It made me, like, it took something that made me angry that it sucked out a ton of my day and just made me be like, ah. Oh, this is why we did it. Made it worth it. Steve, <laughs> you made it worth it. Oh, no problem. I, I mean, I to Mary's point, like they have this bucket list of, I, I think there's 19 or 20 things on it. And they do like a dozen of it in the first 45 minutes. And then they're like, oh no, how are, we only have a month left. How are we going to do the rest? And it's like, you've been doing these the whole movie. I don't see what the problem is. Like, <laughs> like there's no indication you're not going to get all of this done. And, and then my only last note is they have this beach volleyball game and Again. it seems, it seems like just a reason to get everyone with their shirts off and that kind of thing. But for some mm -hmm. reason there, there's like a hundred people watching this. I don't know why, why is everyone so into this random beach volleyball game? Olympics. Huh? Yeah. They're acting like it's the Olympics. I'm like, this isn't the fucking Olympics. Yeah. It's just. Like also tough volleyball entitled spoiled high schoolers. That's like of course everyone has great bodies. They have like the metabolism. No, 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 no. That's why I was that's why I was gonna say tough break for Lee. If I'm Lee, I'm not gonna be standing between Marco and Noah. Like that's that sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know so, what? Lee needs something to bring his ego down. Actually, that shows the level of ego that is Lee, is that he could do that. Yeah. We see it as a tough break, but for him, because he's like a psychopath, he doesn't the, give a shit. The problem with this movie is it made me like everyone, except for maybe the younger brother and Molly Ringwald less than I did <laughs> Like I like I liked Lee less. I certainly like Noah less. Elle is just like a shell of a person. I just, there's nobody to root for. Yeah. I, my recommendation, if you are looking for like a, a trashy teen beach kind of vibe, I may have mentioned it. this. You got to watch Outer, Outer Banks. 
Outer Banks on uh, Netflix. No, I couldn't my sister stick. recommended that. I couldn't stick with that. I watched the first episode with my sister. We didn't get into it. But OC, you know, OC is fair. OC. Yes. I mean, listen, I have nothing against escape. I love escaping to TV. I go like right now, my whole thing is like, I haven't watched Euphoria because I'm like, I deal with people suffering of substance use disorder at work every day. I've had to go like every day I go in and I'm like, what? abscess am I gonna have to cut out of this person and it's like and while I'm doing so I'm hearing their stories and you just realize what a pathology of society we have and then so like it's like don't like it's like I'm sorry I just I don't want to go home and then watch tv like to escape into like euphoria which honestly sounds like an amazing tv show so I can't I deal with that right now it's like I do like right now I just want to watch something that brings me joy so like I've been watching happy endings which is just like so cute or re-watching mm. stuff I love like new girl and it's like even if they have or scrubs which even though they have, like these unrealistic things like you gotta watch there's still I think the difference is that they have a little bit of reality and a little bit of like relativity like there's something in it that like you can relate to them. Like they're goofy. There's like, they're not perfect. They have like, you know, I like even like actually Scrubs, I have mentioned this. There's this one episode where he talks about like he wishes that real life could be more like a sitcom and that maybe that's why we love sitcoms so much is because like we need that sometimes. But like if that's what Kissing Booth 3 or the Kissing Booth saga was trying to accomplish, like well, speaking of too perfect. No, you, it just reminded me what's wrong with everything. Did you guys think Noah, I don't want to give it away and like say what I thought, but do you think like there was something different about Noah or did you think he was like as appealing or what, what was your vibe? Up? What was your read on him? I mean, I still was like, oh my God, I want to like lick chocolate off his chest. <laughs> <laughs> so earlier you asked like, was there anything you liked about this movie? And it was just like every scene where Noah was shirtless yeah, he's, and he's, I just wasn't listening to the dialogue. He's a, he's a thousand percent easy on the eyes but I just felt like there I don't know he was a little bit less I did appreciate that he didn't punch Marco back I don't like tempers and I appreciated that I don't know did you think he was as good did you think he was as good in this Steve or as I don't know I I thought he was he wasn't so he he wasn't like so hyperbolic I guess but he's also playing like I don't know what is he supposed to be like 19 or 20 at this point yeah. like because he's a little bit older than they are yeah. um but I, I don't know like he was he was okay but he's also like yeah he didn't punch Marco back but it was also he didn't punch him back because he was being like psychologically manipulative like he realized that yeah. by not punching back he mm-hmm. looks better um yeah but, but I don't know I feel like a a better version yeah. of a he riskier... could have shaken the guy's hand when the guy was like, hey, good, that was a close one. Like, I feel like that yeah. would have been true psychological warfare is shaking the guy's hand back a and being like, I'm not threatened by you. A better and, guys... and riskier version of this movie would have had her fuck Marco after she broke up with this guy. And then there's more to New York and been like, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I did, not, yes. I, did not read, I did not read spoilers. Didn't you guys think that she was going to maybe go to NYU? That's what I thought. When I thought said, so like, too. To I did think that. When I was he like, said oh, there's going to be something where they're both a musician. Yeah, they didn't follow like any of the like plot lines that would have made sense. They, they, have, they leave an opening for it because after, after she breaks up with Noah, and like before she goes off to college, she has one last meeting with Marco. And I was like, are they actually going to do this? Are they going to go there? And then they didn't, because I feel like that's what would happen in real life, because they right. are both two attractive people who liked each other. And 
they have like a month before college. Well, speaking yeah. of which, what go do you guys think? Go have is, fun. I think the whole thing was like, maybe you should go have fun. And like, that was something a good influence Marco was where he was like, oh, I'm just going to go after my dream. <laughs> like, I'm not going to chase a girl. I'm going to go after my dreams. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I don't actually know like the reality of their personal lives. But what do you guys think the vibe is between Joey King and the guy who plays Noah? Like, do you think that they're hooking up after they broke up? Do you think that they're cordial on the set? Like, what is the vibe? No. Um, she gave an interview where she said she would never date another actor. So I have a, I have a feeling that it did not end well. Yikes. So. I'm wondering though, if she did go to NYU, I guess that's just her keep doing the same issue again. Well, do you guys think she made a single female friend in the six years? Like we jump ahead? I don't. Well, she was in video game development. So no. No. <laughs> no. Um, like. Uh. Um, not gonna lie I, I did have another favorite part of the movie so that was the question that I was gonna leave it's like what did you like about the movie so I'll go first I kind of already mentioned I did like the playlist like um, those are songs I listened to I mentioned the one part where she slipped and fell down um <laughs> also wow Joey Joey King's engaged already I didn't know that oh really to whom? Uh, oh man Oh, oh, I feel old oh, actually, now. Is she producer, like a baby? I feel like a, she's a baby. Like she's already getting okay. Oh a producer, God. a producer from the act. I, I misread it. I thought a producer from the kissing booth for a second. That would, that would have been oh hellish. But, Wait, she's engaged to a producer from the act. That's yes, Stephen Piet. Um, What's the age difference, though? I feel like a producer's got to be older than her. Yeah. You would think producer normally just means I don't know. You can get a producing credit just because they're. Just from having it, money, honestly. Yeah, All producers need to do, like, provide the funds for it. Wow, I definitely did not know she was engaged. Yeah, I'm trying to see. <laughs> humor, humorously, it looks like this guy might also be like a lot taller than her. But <laughs> well, she, she she has, she's tiny. Everyone, I think we're all a lot taller than her. I think she's tiny. I I thought she was like a, a reasonable height. No, like, she looks like she's. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna guess five two. I'm good at heights. What do you guys think? Here, I'm pulling up the link you just sent. Steven Piet. This says she's 5'4". Really? She looks tiny. Oh, oh she's, she's a, my height? She looks 5'2". She's she's I, I also think it's because she's kind of baby-faced. I will say that... She does, yeah. That was better in the third installment versus the first one where I was uncomfortable at times with how much younger she, how much younger she looked like than uh, Noah. Um, like this, they all kind of look like well, adults playing high minds, Lee is older than Noah. Oh, Lee yeah. Lee is older than yeah, Noah? I, he is older than Noah. Yeah, and I think he is married or engaged. I think he's married. Yeah. yeah well, Zoe King's fiance is very handsome, I guess. Really? They look, I like the picture. I kind of, you can tell a lot about a guy, I realize, by like the types of pictures he takes of his woman. I just put Joey And I, kind of, I, do, I do like the pictures he takes of her. I think they're very nice. Mm. Uh, good for her yeah he's he's no uh, now not gonna lie no Flynn, what i care of... about is who is the guy who plays noah dating he's cute <laughs> uh noah who is noah dating yeah, this guy he's cute um and noah's probably gonna only date actresses i feel like that's his vibe he's like always in the tablets he was dating <laughs> i mean i wasn't right. dating Zend- zendaya for a minute and he was dating i think cindy crawford's like daughter oh, yeah. oh wow yeah, he's he's making the Hollywood young Hollywood rounds. Yeah, oh. I mean, judging from reaction on this podcast, he can. I know. 
Yeah, he can. He can honestly. He's, he's really attractive. He's not like a Pete Davidson where it's like, what do they see in him? You know, this is crazy. <laughs> Where he's re- the whole thing. The only reason I like keep up with the whole Pete Davidson thing is uh-huh. Mary's reactions. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's he's definitely funny, but he's probably just tall. I I don't know why else these women are going after him. It makes no sense. And didn't he one? You know he has like a at least at one point. I don't know if he still does, but has had a colostomy bag. Well, that's Ooh. fine. I think it's more concerning that he lives with his mom on Staten Island. Like, I just, oh, I'm so good of you, Mary. Every, every like young Hollywood it girl, like the Bridgerton girl, it's like they're all dating Pete Davidson at one point or another. It's very weird. So um, this guy has dated uh, Joey King, uh, Zendaya, uh, yeah. Kaya Gerber. I do not know who that is. That's Cindy Crawford's daughter. Oh. Okay. And uh, are you ready for this one? Olivia Jade. Who's she? She is uh, Lori Laughlin's daughter, I believe. Wait, Lori who? Lori Laughlin. You remember, oh, remember Varsity, that? Uh, Varsity Blues, Olivia Jade? Yeah. Remember that college uh, cheating scandal? Oh, yeah. shit. He's dating her daughter? I didn't know he was dating her. Yep, apparently. So, oh, or, or it's, it's unclear if they are still dating. They were dating a little bit in December 2021. That, I oh, will wow. say, I'll be honest, it makes me think like him less. Uh, so he's, you know, I mean, not that, I mean, I'm not available, so I don't know, but maybe I'm no different from Lee. Like I yeah. can't be with him. So I don't want anyone else to be everyone on this podcast. I guess I'm no different from him. No maybe Flynn. if Noah Flynn comes a calling, we're all available. Like don't put that energy out there. <laughs> maybe we're all have a little Lee in us. Ugh. No, <laughs> Steve's like, what the fuck okay guys what is there anything we haven't talked about what is the takeaway what is the lesson to be learned if any meaning in this movie um that netflix will just keep rolling through these like if they if they get you on that deal apparently and molly made me more bitter they canceled glow and they canceled teenage bounty hunters oh yes that was so oh, good they, they canceled another really good show um called shoot what was it called it was like the town or something it was kind of like lord of the flies did you see this show um, oh i heard about it. it's like women but on lord of the flies it's like uh oh no that show got a that's an amazon show that got oh, a second oh, time. unless okay. it's it could be another yeah there I'm could blanking, be another on one on netflix i'm blanking on the name it was the girl from well, the point is that netflix just it will cancel really good shows in the name of contracts and hot teens. Well, it's it's also like oh, the society. That's for, for them for them content wise, like a TV show is probably cost more than just doing these, yeah. these movies. Like this doesn't I, this, this didn't look like an especially expensive movie to shoot. Mm-hmm. Like they're I've just on South Africa. I'm you, it was like we are putting we are heavy. We are putting heavy on the things that we know are guaranteed to make money and not spending any money on anything that is quality. And then that is how we maximize profit. And you know what? They're probably, their lives are probably a lot better than ours. So who the fuck are we to criticize? (laughs) Well, that's been their MO lately is that they, they will just finance like a dozen of these movies like every month and then just hope one of them pops because joey king's in it and now she's famous um I, yeah. I think i have to give some credit though i think the first one popped also because that guy was just so hot you were pretty yeah 
Well, uh, let's let's congratulate Joey King on finally being free of the kissing booth. Congratulations, and, and Joey for King. Noah, he seems like a bad boyfriend, like that actor. Yeah. And for being free of having to kiss her ex-boyfriend again. Mazel tov <laughs> on the new nuptials. And congratulations to us. We never have to talk about the kissing booth again. Although it'll probably... It, it may be. It, we'll it, do another bad now, movie, but it will not be this bad ever. It will not. Yeah. I know. I almost, I almost um, feel like I I should nominate that for the next time I'm on something good, like like a Jane Campion movie or something like that. You know Bright what, Steve? My takeaway from this is I love to hate. <laughs> it was I it was fun. Hate. It was fun to watch this and think about all the mean things I was going to say about it as we. As much as as much as all the bitching and whining I did for the last hour and a half, I do love to hate. Mm. This, that was this my takeaway. This I don't think anyone would have comically bad this. at times. Yeah, I don't think any of us would have watched it though. Like, I, it's, it's one of those movies I would not have finished. Like, I would have been like, "Oh, this is horrible. It's a mistake." You know. Yeah. Well, Mary texted me at one point. And was like, "Just fast forward the monologues." Yeah. And on Netflix, you can actually. I was tempted to press the time. Too. You can. You can. I mean, there were just so many like unnecessary scenes montages like we didn't need it it was just yeah. this this movie did not need to be two hours all right guys no. well in efforts of trying to keep a, a podcast yeah. shorter than the actual movies let's end um, we did it we did with, it with well let's i just want to end with like quick fire questions oh okay yeah mary do you think l and l and um noah get together i don't and they shouldn't do you think they will be save the date June 2027 oh. or whatever it is? God, no. I also okay. thought it was awkward when they were like, oh, we're getting married tonight. And he was like, oh, great. I'm looking forward. I'm like, aren't you with brothers? Like, why are you acting like you don't know this? <laughs> See, Steve. Yeah. Would you date Al? Um, probably not. Well, it's also, I'm almost 40 now. Like, that is. Okay, well, would you, would you, or how about, do you think like, Al has what it, Elle, when she's more age appropriate, would you date her as a video game developer, knowing what she is and like where she does her upbringing? Knowing her upbringing, would you date her? Um, I I don't know. I feel like if I had been in high school at the same time as her, yeah, like like she's she's cute, sure. I think we've all dated established none of us would be friends with the guys, and Mary and I would totally boink Noah. And (laughs) I'm not saying that. But I, it's like it's like you want to date a Noah, but everyone has dated a Lee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The other thing, would you do you think Elle has what it takes to be good in the video gaming world? Steve, no, you know video games. No, I mean her idea, her pitch was horrible. Yeah, like it, it. It just seems like something they tacked on. Like they realized, oh, Absolutely. we had her playing Mario Kart in the first two movies. We can have her love Mario. suddenly be video games. Yeah. Mary, what kind of lawyer do you think Noah is? Oh my God. Oh wow. Uh bankruptcy. Steve, your turn to steal. What kind of lawyer do you think Noah is? <laughs> uh real estate or something. Some, some boring yeah. shit. <laughs> I think he's I think he's bankruptcy. I think he's savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And final question to either of you guys. What the fuck was Lee drawing in the scene right before Rachel breaks up with him? 
Oh, I forgot about that. I, I forgot about that I too. Have, I had a note about that it? because she was like, he goes, oh, look I at this idea I had. That and she goes, oh, no, it looks cool. What was that? Was that no, a she, 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 doesn't, she doesn't say it's cool. She says like, like it's, she says it's beautiful. It looked like, yeah. a, it looked like a 3D drawing of a house or like. I was going to say, to me, it looked like it was going to be a house. That's what I was going to yeah. say. It just looked um, like a bunch of parallel lines and he just like drew, I, I didn't understand. Here, Here's what I th I think it is now. Um, the the cringiest scene in this movie is when he takes a doorknob off a door and he puts <gasps> it on her finger that and he was, goes. That, that's the moment I would have stopped watching if I didn't have to finish with the podcast. Yeah, that was so cringe. Because I was like, "Who? They're eighteen. Like, if I did that to my high school girlfriend, <laughs> I feel like I she would have been like, oh, that's so sweet,' and then dumped me the next day." Um, <laughs> Like, but now that I think about it, he was probably drawing like the house they were gonna live in when they were married or something. Oh, so, yeah. you know, because that that tracks with what a fucking can weird. I, what can I ask like, a dumb question? In a basement, like probably like a secret. Like he meant, like he looks like he like he peels people's skins off and makes like. Can I ask a dumb question? Why does Al have to go to the same school as him? But he's completely fine with his girlfriend going to this state. Like it just didn't make any sense. I I don't know. I don't buy that relationship. And I, the, the ring scene was so cringe, like just to be like, oh, look at this, like, what? No. And then I, yeah. I thought she was going to say something. Like, I thought she was going to be like, oh my God, you're embarrassing. And that's awful. Or, da, da. And she takes it like earnestly. I was like, what? And then that gave me a good preview of what the movie, what I was in for. Man, well, I guess she must have left it. She must have been like, I'm going to put this, away, like, leave this here. I don't actually right. want this. I don't want to keep this because then so... it ends up like, then Elle finds it while cleaning up and then he puts it on his door, like his car thing. I would have been so creepy. Also, like, Honestly, that's not the most Rachel original like... thing, but there's like that, that my apartment has all those doorknobs. It's like an my, old doorknob. That's like a classic whole, doorknob. My whole vibe with Rachel was like, she was just nice. Like, she was nice to go to the kissing booth and no one went to kiss Lee. And then she kind of like kept dating him and it just it blew into this like long thing. She was nice. She was like putting up with this. Just her like, what the fuck? You can see the terror in her face sometimes where she's like, what the fuck did I get myself into? I just want to go to college. Totally and totally agree. Real you, can, you can tell she's not acting in some scenes or they just got a natural <laughs> reaction from her because uh, like her Instagram makes her seem like a, a normal, vibrant, like I think she's 31. I got to look but, at her Instagram. But it just makes her seem like a normal attractive woman like who is yeah, an actress she's where the, the movie she is playing god she's playing so passive and submissive like it would have made more sense if they if they just had them get married at 18 or 19 yeah because right. like the fact that she broke up with him i don't see why they would have been back together because she finally zero, shows the zero reason he's a high school boyfriend you leave at high school so like, gross yeah well, that was a fun well, guys. Nightmare. That's our that's the end of our kissing booth nightmare and the the fever dream. People are that gonna listen to three. I, I think that the kissing booth has. Fans I hope. Let us. I hope Rachel gets out of this marriage unscathed. But I don't know. The fourth movie know, is her like running away at the altar. This is this movie. If anything, showed us what's wrong in our world. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to get so dark there, guys. No, no. Anyways, no, 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 we'll no, do, no, no. We'll definitely do another bad movie, but um, bad. I love these. Um, but I am so, happy to put does, the kissing booth behind us. There are. Fans I'm a little nervous what Netflix is going to recommend to me. <laughs>
I will say that there are fans of Kissing Booth because it is our most listened to episode. So I, I bet people are going to listen to this one too. Then you know what? I guess where <laughs> we are just as bad as the creators because we are benefiting off this thing, this terrible, yeah. terrible thing that we're just like, we're, we're just as bad. You know what? I, we're drinking the Kool-Aid. We're the esports benefiting <laughs> off the fantasy, off the whatever parasites. Steven, thank you so much. I don't know why I said Steven. I think it says it on a Zoom. Steve. Oh, yeah, it does. Steven, Mr. Steven name. Greenwall, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Tall the Rom Coms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this was fun. Thanks for making it work. Oh, no, thanks um, for having me. I'd love, you know what? It's like you're basically like another host for us here. You've been on the most frequently. We'd love, why don't you, why don't you uh, end our episode? Give and some new pod, last thoughts. And he, and he gave me advice in the pod. He's like the pod father. He's, he's like, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to end it. It's, it's your show. You gotta, you gotta be the host. <laughs> You've been promoted to host. What, what, is, word of, what, what advice would you give to the tweens who are attracted to our podcast episode because they are kissing their fans? And they this is our moment. We have their attention. We have their, We can save them. What advice do you have for them? I I would just say that even as far as Netflix movies go, this is this is not a good one. Just stick to your uh, stick to the first movie. Stick to your Tall Girl. I've heard people like that one. Um, tall Girl Two is probably coming out, um, and uh, you know just just focus on much much better movies than this. Better just, and there are better ways me. to stare at Noah. I don't even know the actor's name. Just there are better ways to get your eye candy. Yeah, just go on his Instagram and scroll. Instagram. And scratch you don't, yeah. yeah. You don't need, you don't to, need watch. to watch. You don't need it. Jacob Alordi. This is Jacob Alordi. There is other ways to get your it's get your eye fill of him. Oh, he he is on Euphoria. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a uh, much better. <laughs> you can watch him do drugs or have sex with people on that show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for listening. Oh, no Thanks problem. Thanks for listening. We'll see, see y'all next time on to all the rom-coms I loved before. <laughs>